The Athletic. Hello and welcome to The View from the Lane, our Tottenham Hotspur podcast from The Athletic. My name is Jack Pitbrook and I'm joined again by James Moore and Charlie Eccleshare. Right now, you can subscribe to The Athletic for a special one-off price. Enjoy great analysis and in-depth features from the very best football writers around, as well as ad-free versions of all of our podcasts for less than £4 per month. Just go to theathletic.com forward slash SpursPod to sign up and enjoy The Athletic throughout 2021. Tottenham are in the hat for the fourth round of the FA Cup after beating Marine 5-0 on Sunday afternoon. Um, Charlie, give me your in-depth tactical breakdown. Just how did Tottenham manage to win this game? Yeah, let's really get into the nitty-gritty of that. Um, leave aside the romance. No, it was... I, um, I, I really enjoyed it for about an hour or so and then I thought it kind of petered out quite badly and I, I messaged you guys and it felt like it was one of those games that could have been ended at about 80 minutes. And the fact that the only two minutes of time was added on was kind of a nod to that, I thought. But I thought it, it was... Uh, I loved Dion Dublin. I thought his commentary was just so... It, it sounded like he was having the time of his life. And, and some people uh, didn't like that, thought he was a bit over the top. But it felt completely genuine. Um, so, yeah, it was one of those... It was kind of... You know, in a way, it was a decent outcome for both teams. I think 5-0, by the way, is way, way better than par for Marine. I mean, they talked about that in the commentary, and I was really surprised. They were saying they thought that was about par. I mean, given Spurs won 7-0 against Tranmere um, a couple of years ago, who were, you know, way above them in the pyramid, I thought 5-0 was, was actually an incredible result. And obviously, partly because Tottenham eased off pretty considerably, but they also, you know, 5-0 is a good margin. They showed them respect. Uh, it was a comfortable win so yeah just a kind of heartwarming good day all round look I mean they beat Leeds 3-0 what 10 days ago and, and without kind of factoring in that Crawley result from Sunday that's probably an indication that Marine did particularly well I mean I think that is an incredible result I mean, without wanting to be like patronising because you know as we said before you know I watch a lot of football at that level and I was kind of aside from my sort of trademark Spurs pessimism I, I was kind of thinking that that could be kind of a bit embarrassing but I mean I, I genuinely think 5-0 is a really good result for Marie um, you know we underlined that the difference in class and obviously Spurs made a lot of changes but there was still I think they started the game with nine full internationals uh, you know and Marine only had one so <laughs> I mean the the, the, the the golfing class is obviously huge and I think Marine I, I think they did really well to not you know obviously they had like a kind of bad sort of 10-15 minutes spell in the second half in the first half sorry where they conceded the first four goals I guess um, and to like to come out in the second half and to be like resolute and to not like let heads drop and to continue to play like to play well and to be well organised and hard to break down um, I think I think they should be pretty they should be pretty proud with that uh, what I would also say is that given how many men they had behind the ball and how well organised they were like some of the things like in particular that Deli Ali did in the ball uh, with the ball in the first half are actually still really impressive, even though they're against a kind of Northern League team. Like, like I mean, the assist for the first two goals, I think. Was it the first two goals or the first and the third goal? He got the assist for the first and second. Well, it wasn't the assist for the second. Oh, it was the pre-assist for the second, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, two incredible bits of skill, two incredible balls. I mean, I, you know, 
I, I think he had a really good game and like yeah it would probably be a bit naive to suggest that that would automatically translate into good performances in the Premier League because obviously it's not the same but I think that could be an encouraging sign that he kind of showed those moments because even in European games and again you know that opposition is kind of somewhere between the Premier League and what we saw on Sunday but even in the Europa League he just didn't really look interested he didn't really look like he could kind of do those kind of things anymore so I think it's quite encouraging that he had those those moments and, and that maybe he's moving in the right direction finally well, also, not just the kind of what he produced, but Mourinho has spoken about how some of the players, and he didn't name-check Delhi, but you know, he said some of the players had thought the Europa League was beneath them. So I asked him before the game, you know, how important is it? You know, this is surely a really good opportunity to show, you know, the right attitude in a scenario that could... If you think the Europa League's beneath you, then, you you know, you, you might think that this kind of game is. So it, it did feel like an opportunity. And then I asked him again after about how what he thought of Delhi and he was really impressed and he you know he talked about how well he played but also the the attitude of the team all over that they did go and approach it in just the right way um which they did because it could have been it could have become difficult uh had they not had the right attitude and yeah it, it was nice, it was nice to see him enjoying himself as well um did a piece last week on kind of the sadness of how it seems to be ending for Delhi at Tottenham given kind of how um yeah, kind of how good a career he's had and how for a lot of the time he was so vibrant and you think of those goals against Chelsea, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it was just nice him having fun, uh, expressing himself um, and, you know, having a real cutting edge and end product as well. As James says, the the assist and then the pre-assist for those Vinicius goals were, were class and, and kind of what, what was needed at that time. Because, yeah, it's not easy against a defence that is sitting that deep. What do we think about Vinicius hammering in his first goal <laughs> when the ball was literally on the line? Like it was both, you can't quite call it a tap in, it was more of a thump in because of where it was. And then doing the Mbappe celebration afterwards. <laughs> I, I, I saw he got some stick on Twitter for that. I must admit, I thought that was absolutely hilarious. Like that, that is kind of, that's what you want to see, isn't it? You want to see Tottenham players taking it seriously. It doesn't matter the fact that Marina in the Northern Prem Division 1 Northwest, where they sit below Clitheroe, Workington and Dunstan UTS. I want my, I, I want players playing against them to play like they mean it. And so, yeah, hats off Vinicius for the celebration. Does that constitute showing Marine respect? Yeah, totally. Him hammering yeah. that ball in and then celebrating like you would do if he scored against well, Manchester United. M- Mourinho said before the game that the best respect Tottenham could play could pay to Marine is to try and win the game and to win it. And so I don't. S- it's to score from yeah, two I, yards and do an Mbappe, I don't, and I he don't did see it. How I don't see how what Vinicius did is. Uh, runs counter to that what, what was kind of disappointing to me is that Vinicius scored those two incredible tap-ins and then unfortunately he was on course for the Dirk Cow hat-trick the, th- the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the three on the line tap-ins uh, it's almost the 10 year anniversary yeah, of that so this is so for listeners who might not know th- this is when Liverpool beat Manchester United in 2011 um Dirk Kout scored three goals from a combined total of one yard. Uh, all of them after incredible <laughs> play by Luis Suarez, and then Kout taps the ball in every time. Uh, and Vinicius was on course for that, and then kind of ruined it by doing that actually really nice goal for his third. It, it was a really nice goal, but it was still a goal that uh, looks a little bit uh, lower level. I don't think it's a like shot he, like that goes in. Yeah, there's in. A kind of a slightly awkward bounce, and then sort of like, like he had an extra <laughs> moment that maybe yeah. he wouldn't have had with Premier League defenders around, I think, maybe. And even where it ends up in the goal, when you watch the replay, it's not that high and not that wide. And I did, I did feel for the keeper who, um, who wasn't the biggest. But yeah, it was, it was certainly the, the pick of the three. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about the the Lucas free kick? Similar. 
Well, I just, yeah, I mean, it's the wall is really quite bad. And I, I tweeted, like, and we spoke about it before, like how it was one of those games where you thought, like, lump all your money on Lucas scoring. But he looked so good against that level defender. I mean, his acceleration is, is extraordinary at the best of times. But they just... I mean, absolutely could not cope with it. He looked like a it looked like playing on a computer game where you're just on a level that's way too easy for you because he was just flying past them. Um, and then, yeah, the free kick was well taken, but it's it's not a great wall. It was how quickly he could take the ball and turn, wasn't it? I think that was the most telling yeah. thing. The fact that he could like receive the ball with a defender behind him and and like roll him like in one swift motion incredibly easily. I yeah. think that that was kind of. The thing that happened repeatedly in the game that probably illustrated the difference in, in class. Also, it's quite good to see Joe Roden play. Like, he hasn't played that much since he came in. And obviously, you know, we, it's Marine. But they did get the ball forward a lot. They had big Niall Cummins up front, who for me was just the absolute epitome of a big non-league centre forward. It's like kind of Matt Reed. It's like kind of this gen... The, yeah. new, Matt, the new Matt Reed. <laughs> um, and he, you know, he's looked like he had a lot of fun charging around. So... But I thought Roden did pretty well as well. Um, so hats off to him. He made that really good block in the first half, didn't he? Yeah. If there's one player who I thought wasn't great, it was probably Jensen Fernandez. I was pleased that he got. A, I was pleased that he got a game. But I, I mean, like, it wasn't easy because of the pitch and everything. I and mean, I think he might be a player who wants to zip the ball around or go on maze dribbles and do things which require a little bit. Of an easier, easier pitch, perhaps, or but it, it wasn't really happening for him. He seemed to give the ball away more often than he did anything useful with it. Well, Jack Mourinho, Mourinho and you would be on a collision course because he was very impressed with Jetson. And when I asked about Delhi, unprompted, he said how much he liked Delhi's display, but then said, "I think him and Jetson, the two players who were responsible for a minute ten until minute seventy-five, they were the ones that that created. They were the ones with mobility that started that dynamic that created problems for them and goals for us." I know this seems unlikely, but is it possible he's got Gedson and Harvey White confused? Because I just... <laughs> that is absolutely mad. I mean, that is just not what happened in the football match. That's just... That's bonkers. I mean, look, look I mean, look, you know, we don't want to be too harsh on, on Gedson because, you know, whoever you're playing against, if you haven't played a game for four, five, six months, then it's going to be difficult to kind of pick it up straight away. Um and he did kind of show for the ball. It didn't look like his head went at any point. It looked like he was constantly kind of like looking for the ball and trying to like make things happen, and it just didn't really come off. But I, with, with all the will in the world, I just don't really see how you could say he played well. I was talking to someone recently about Jedson who was saying he he thinks there is a decent player in there. The problem is he doesn't really have a position, and I kind of see what he means. Like I, he has quite a lot of raw of you know the raw ingredients there to be a, to be a decent player, but I just. I, at the moment, I can't really think what his position is and, and where that's going to be. I mean, just looking at the numbers, yeah, I mean... Because I saw some people say that he, he'd posted some decent figures, but like his passing accuracy was certain on the, the lower end of the Spurs players, overall and in the opposition half. Put a few crosses in. Uh, he, made more par- he made more passes than any... Attempted more passes. Well, him and Harvey White the most. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I didn't think he was brilliant. But I mean, that's what you expect, though, isn't it? He's a central midfielder who played the whole game for the team that had all of the ball. So you kind of expect him to make more passes. I don't think he is a central midfielder. I think he was kind of playing on. I mean, that, well, but that's kind of the point, isn't it? He, I mean, it's it's hard to know sort of where he plays. He sort of yeah, just drifts around, doesn't he? I mean, he's got a great he's got a great engine on him, which you'd think would set him up for a career somewhere. And then, of course, headlines in the second half for Alfie Devine. 
Spurs' youngest ever player, Charlie, and yeah. score of a really nice um, bottom corner goal. Really positive day for him, and uh, kind of justifying already that tra- transfer from Wigan Athletic in the summer. Youngest ever player, youngest ever goal scorer uh, for Tottenham. Yeah, he was really, really impressive. Um, obviously, there's been quite a lot of buzz about him because he came, he was signed last summer from Wigan, aged just 15, and it's quite rare that Tottenham will kind of splash out on players of that age. Obviously, they prefer to develop them from within. Deli Ali is, is one kind of one of the rare exceptions. He was a bit older at 18 when they bought him from MK Dons in 2015. Um, Divine, there's a huge amount of buzz around. I mean, he, so he, you know, part of the reason they were able to get him from Wigan was because Wigan win are in um, certainly were then dire financial straits and they had to sell off. it's really sad they had to sell off a lot of their most talented youngsters and at the time Jamie Carragher tweeted about how um, you know how, how, how good Divine was but how sad it was that Wigan who developed him wouldn't really uh, you know get the benefits of that and and uh, Adam Craft and I have done a piece on Alfie Divine and you know we spoke to some people from Wigan and you know th- th- there is still you know someone said about still feeling uh, heartbroken at, at kind of losing Divine and as pleased as they are for him seeing how good he is and is likely to go on to be for hearing from people at Tottenham uh, you know the, the sense that he has a great attitude clearly really really talented Mourinho went to his medical uh, to meet him last year and you know kind of gives you an indication of how highly he values him um, Mourinho likes him a lot and yeah he was really impressive took that goal Beautifully, and I thought then just you could see him really growing in confidence, getting on the ball loads, uh, zipping it around. Could have had an assist at the end if Vinicius had scored. So really exciting, and um, you know, depending on the FA Cup draws in the next couple of rounds, uh, you think he might get more minutes. I mean, he is crazily young, and I'm sure we'll get into that. But you know, he was born in was it August 20, 2004 so as Jack you tweeted he was born after the Jose Mourinho special one uh, press month, conference two months after the I am a special I think I'm a special one press conference and thank you by the way for getting the, the I am a special one it still annoys me that the special one which is something he never said but that's a discussion for another day um, but yeah I mean really really good and you know there's few things more exciting than you know young stars emerging at your club so it was really really great to see James seems to be excited yeah, I mean it is it is insane. I mean it is it is genuinely depressing that someone. I mean he is like comfortably less than half my age. I mean that that is pretty bleak, isn't it? Really, um, you know, I was at university or sort of between my first and second year of university when he was born, which is uh, like <laughs> it is mad. Um, I mean he took that goal really well. That isn't really the kind of goal you expect a 16-year-old to score, if you know what I mean. Kind of when a really young yeah. player scores, you kind of feel like it's more often going to be like they do something really mad, like some ludicrous bit of skill or they just you know like that Wayne really won against Arsenal where he just, he basically just wellies it from like sort of 25 30 yards. You kind of expect it to be like that, but it kind of it was so composed. The way he just kind of picked the ball up outside, cut inside, took two touches and then buried it in the bottom corner. I mean, I think that is that is incredible, really, and also the the as you mentioned as well, Charlie, the the touch and that pass inside to Vinicius towards the end, where and Vinicius probably should have scored, really, I guess. Uh, I mean that that you know if he had ended the game with a goal and an assist, I mean that would have been absolutely ludicrous, I, and it would have been entirely deserved as well. Though I mean the thing when you talk to people, you know they're kind of like, yeah, you know this is very much the start for him. It's no surprise that he can boss it against an eighth tier team. I mean he is really thought of very highly, so. Um, hope, hope, and you know, he then uh, put on Instagram, you know, hopefully more to come. And 
uh, you know, that, that may end up being a pretty substantial understatement because there are really big expectations. And obviously we should say always at this time with a young player, there's no guarantees of anything. You know, there are tons of players who at his sort of age were incredible. A couple of people making a comparison with um, John Bostock, who uh, was signed age 15 as well and, you know, didn't at Spurs anyway. Well, that's his record he broke, right? Because Bostock was the youngest player before that, wasn't he? Until Dane Scarlett. Um, oh, okay, yeah. fine. And, um, so yeah, Scarlett broke it back in November against Luda Goretz and then, yeah, it's been broken been broken already by Devine. It's funny, Jake, though, what you said about like young players, uh, the kind of goals you associate with them. Because I, I saw on Twitter the other day, they showed James Milner's first ever goal um, when I think he broke Rooney's record. And just typically for Milner, it's just a really professional, you know, grown-up finish. Like he, he, Milner was one of those who arrived at 16 looking like a kind of fully formed uh, veteran and so it's just quite funny being reminded of that one more we should mention is Harvey White James who I thought did really well in midfield I think it's quite telling actually I, I think Charlie mentioned this on uh, on Twitter that White was like a set piece specialist and it, and it probably said a lot about how uh, how the other players kind of respected that ability given he was allowed to take so many free kicks through the game and I mean I don't think yeah. he probably did himself justice in that regard really because they weren't incredible they weren't dreadful We've certainly seen worse from, well, Harry Kane. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I thought he played really well. And I think if Divine hadn't been, you know, if Divine hadn't come on at 16 and scored a goal, then all we'd be talking about would be Harvey White, right? I mean, he kind of, maybe to say he'd run the game would perhaps be overrating it a little bit, but I thought he played really well. And again, I mean, a bit like we were saying about Gedson, he uh, kind of, he was constantly showing for the ball. Looked like he wanted to be involved, wasn't kind of shying away from anything, got stuck in a little bit as well. So I think that was a really encouraging performance. And, you know, I, you know, Divine perhaps probably won't play in, say, the Europa League against Wolfsburg or whatever, but you can kind of see a situation where maybe White might kind of be involved in one or other of those games, maybe. He, he's really mature, White. And it was funny, like, with that, when I tweeted that about the free kicks, I was obviously there when he was lining up a free kick quite early on, being like, please score, please score. He also took a few corners. And I remember in a youth game last year, it was in um, the UEFA Youth League, against um, was it Red Star who were in it was Red Star on the part-time upgrade wasn't it yeah Red Star yeah. and he him and Troy Parrott right near the end you know had to be kind of because White is the designated free kick taker he's got beautiful delivery and, and but Parrott wanted it I think Parrott had already scored a hat-trick but he kind of was, was hungry and White kind of pulled rank and they really had this quite heated discussion and then White took it and bent it into the top corner um, like he, he, his delivery really is exceptional and yeah as James says it does speak to A his confidence that he you know was wanting to put himself out there and B the respect he has from from his teammates but he's, he's a really nice player to watch and he likes to get his foot in um his passing is good. It's crisp. He he feels like the kind of um, you know the next in that Harry Winks, um, Ollie Skip sort of mould. You know, Tottenham have, have produced some really nice um, technical central midfielders over the last few years, and I think he's got he's one with a really bright future. It'll be interesting now. You know, talking to uh, a couple of people about what's best for him, um, and they were saying they think you know he'd really benefit from a loan. So I wonder if next season. Uh, we'll see him doing something similar to what he skips done um, this year at Norwich, where that loan's been fantastic for him. Charlie, this is your this is your last podcast with us for a while, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, That's it is. Uh, <laughs> I'm heading off for a long paternity leave. Um, 
same child as he was born in the summer i've had a few people say like bloody hell it's been a kind of busy lockdown period it is the same child uh, that was born in the summer a medically uh, impossible lockdown period I know, yeah, exactly yeah the, the miracle of lockdown um yeah so be off for rest of the season which is crazy um out for the season i'm out for the season yeah in, in brackets paternity leave in brackets baby um yeah so it's pretty mad and obviously i'm gonna miss it hugely and especially doing this pod and um yeah so we'll be watching on with with a lot of interest missing the quadruple i mean it will be fa- like to think that there are a few things i'm really really curious to see what the world will be like spurs wise when i get back obviously what where they finish this season and uh trophies they win whether delhi will still be at the club where he'll be where Jetson will be one of those one of the great um, the great mysteries that we'll see solved in the next I mean few surely the but, big yeah. question is whether the season's actually finished by the time you come back yeah that as well but that's that's within the uh, where they're going to finish and what they'll have won yeah I mean who, who knows um, but yeah so farewell to the listeners for, for a little while but it, it will go in a flash and I'll, I'll be able to listen I really enjoyed the, the one I missed I was able to listen to that so I'm looking forward to being able to do that and, yeah uh, that was yeah. a good one yeah. <laughs> it was like when Jay, the one the one that I missed James pinned it was to his twist it was like it was such a middle finger but uh, yeah I'm expecting he'll be doing that every week now that I'm off we will miss you and I think everybody associated with this podcast uh, including all the listeners wishes you and your family the very best um, we are going to finish with a quiz it's a two stage quiz um, it's the second stage of which is the classic format but there's a qualifier to get there <laughs> Uh, the qualifier James don't pull a face this is really good there's uh, nothing compared the, to the face producer Tom Paul didn't you said that what the qualifier as a man, as a man who knows he's got a long uh, afternoon's editing ahead of him uh, so part one is before yesterday when was the last time Tottenham played a non-league team in the FA Cup 1985 Altrincham 3-0 win oh fantastic 1-0 James, where were, where were you? What, in 1995? No, or? like, I'm answering that question. Well, I, don't, I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Christ. Well, he's obviously looked it up, hasn't he? He's been in part of his research uh, before the game. I, yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I swear I saw that pop up. It, it was on Twitter yesterday. Yeah, all true. Or maybe conference. on the BBC, maybe on the BBC pre-game coverage. Yeah. The conference they... isn't really even proper non-league, is it, anyway? No. For and the purpose Spurs, of the quiz, it is. Spurs reached the semi. That that was the uh, the team that dared to do uh, Jerry Francis season. Uh, so this would have been one of Jerry Francis' first. This would have been in the opening weeks of the Jerry Francis era. First couple of months, it? yeah, yeah, in January nineteen ninety five. Uh, so we're just going to do classic quiz format team selection for that game. So what was the oh what All big names? Wait, so so what? So that was part one. Part oh, okay. one was. Yeah, so I'm not qualified. Yes, no, eliminate no, so qualifier is the wrong one. Word, it's a kind of way in. It's a kind of way into the quiz, but we're now in like the conventional form of the quiz. Does that, okay. point, does that point count for anything in the actual? Quiz? Yeah, let's say let's yeah. say Charlie starts the one 0 lead. Should count. Should count for ten points. Really need to uh, outline the rules at the start. Yeah, why don't you host? Your, why, James? Why don't you host your own podcast? You can come up with the rules for your quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so it's the team that played that game. It's the team that played the, t- the team that beat Altrincham three 0 in January nineteen ninety five. God, so it just kind of comes down again. Like we were talking about it last week, weren't we? With how much rotation was a thing back then, and how much they would have just gone 
Fallout, best team. Who's going first? Are we are we in this now? Charlie's going first because he got the first okay. question right. Fine. Um Darren Anderson? Yes. Uh Teddy Charrington. Yes. Yeah, I'm sort of trying to write. I mean they wouldn't have rotated their keeper. Ian Walker? Yes. Um, Jürgen Klinsmann? Yes. <laughs> Unlike Harry Kane no missing the game of the day. Yeah, well that, played in this game. Th- that's quite good. That suggests they played a pretty strong side. Um, yeah, that makes this a lot easier. Um, so Campbell? Yes. Uh, Justin Edinburgh? No. No. He was on my list. Um... Colin Calderwood. Yes. Ooh. Uh, was he there? Um, Nick Palmby. Yes. Great shout. David Howells. That's good. Yes. Charlie's 6 3 up. Not looking good for James. Uh, Dean Austin yes Dean Austin great great shout so this guy played and scored against Arsenal a few days earlier so I'm going to go Zika Popescu no no Popescu fuck so is he rested is he injured there's two names left Hang oh on. wait I must have not written someone down because I've got three, net, three spaces uh, Colin Caldwood Already been said by Charlie. Ah, oh, shit, okay. That's you can have another go. Thanks. Uh, who's going to be playing in midfield? Oh, I'll tell you what. Ronnie Rosenthal, like playing on the wing. Yes. Great show. Brilliant. So there's one name left to get. Um, Is it Stuart Nethercott? Oh. It's not Stuart Nethercott. So it's currently it's currently six five to Charlie, but if James gets this right, then it's a six all tie. You could not have written a script. Oh, okay. So my 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 I reckon this formation that I've written down is wrong. Oh god. So it's gotta be another defender. I mean I know you saw Campbell played fullback a bit, he played left back a bit. Gary Mabbott? It is Gary Mabbott. Wow! It is weird, Gary Mabbott. What a comeback. Yeah. Weird, um, what a comeback. Formation. Or unless they comeback. played wing back. Unless they played three at the back with with wing backs, potentially. Campbell, Calderwood, Mabbott. And then maybe like Anderton. Oh no, but Austin. Austin yeah, couldn't I have played think it'll it. Be, I think it'll be so Campbell playing at left back. Bloody, that's a really attacking side though, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a di- Yeah, well, that's how they played, wasn't it? They didn't know what they were doing. You have to respect Jerry Francis playing so many top players against Altrincham from the conference. <laughs> not taking any chances. Uh, yeah, you don't get that nowadays. He's left out the Romanian lads. What more do you want? He has, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I wonder why. Um, Tottenham won that game 3-0. Uh, with... Were you at that game, James? No, I wasn't, though. 
goals from Nethercott. I've actually closed. I've closed Nethercott the tab. scored. So, so he came on and scored. I believe oh, so. Yeah. I actually he didn't play. Yeah, I've closed the tab, which had the um, <laughs> the goal scorers on. Obviously. Uh, oh no, here it is. Nethercott, Rosenthal, and Sheringham were the three goal scorers for Tottenham that day. Uh, anyway, I think that's probably all we've got time for on this week's podcast. But. James and Charlie, well done. It's a shame we didn't get a win, an outright winner in Charlie's last quiz, but there'll be more quizzes. I think it's a fitting back. way to go out with a with the draw. Fittingly farcical. Well, um, thanks very much to Charlie for all your all your contributions to pods over the last year and a bit. Um, thank you also to James and to producer Tom and for all our listeners. We love reading your tweets and messages and comments. Uh, so please keep them coming and we look forward to returning James and I will be back next week where we will hopefully be looking back on a busy week of Premier League action for Spurs The Athletic